So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Welcome to The David Spizak Show, and thank you for taking the time to listen. Hey, this is part one of a two-part series on what a difference a year makes. You know, as we are just into the early stages of 2023, just a few weeks into this new year, there are already some significant things that are revealing themselves. Some of those are specific to retail dealership operations, and some of them, I would say, are, are bigger than that, Okay, wider, broader than that. They're at the industry level. And so today in part one of what a difference a year makes, I'm going to be focusing on Tesla and Elon Musk. And I'll tell you why. Why? Well, it's simple. It's relevant. It's timely. It's what's happening right now. I mean, Elon is never out of the news for very long. That's a fair statement. However, it seems like he's in the news a lot more recently and not just for Twitter, but for Tesla. And the reason being is that Tesla is starting to show some signs of erosion, certainly from a value perspective, but also from a market share perspective, and also from just the overall halo or glow that it's had over the EV market. Now, let's give credit where credit is due in a big, big way. Elon and Tesla uh, made EVs viable. There's no doubt. It's irrefutable. They are the global market leader from the beginning, and they still are today. They sold roughly 1.3 million units last year. And since they have entered the market, they have been the dominant player. They're still the dominant player, 65% market share. And if you were to apply that to any other brand in the car business, let's say Toyota or Mercedes or Ford had 65% market share, I mean, that would be just unheard of. It's unimaginable. But this is Tesla. And Tesla at a time had well over 90% market share. And that is starting to erode as more and more EV models are starting to become available. Funny thing happens once a second, third, fifth, 10th, 20th or more options start to present themselves in the market. People start considering those other options and some people select those other options. That's exactly what's happening. Just as an example, Ford now is in second place at roughly 7.6% market share. Doesn't sound like a whole bunch compared to 65, does it? But when you consider the fact that they had virtually 0% market share a couple years ago, it's something to pay attention to. Hyundai and Kia also are making a mark. They're over 7% market share. And when you consider the whole thing, think about this, in just two years' time, Tesla has gone from nearly 80% market share to 65%. And listen, from a big number to a not quite as big number, but it's still a big number. Yet, that's over a 21% drop in just less than two years. Tesla is actually projected to continue to drop as we continue to see more and more EVs dropped into the marketplace. And this is important. 
But there's something else I want to talk about as we get into the why this show or why this segment, I think, was important. Most recently, Tesla and Elon have been in the news because they have famously now slashed the prices of their models across the board. This wasn't like Chrysler slashing the price on a PT Cruiser, right? Or uh, GM slashing the price on a Pontiac Aztec. These are vehicles that you couldn't literally, literally we couldn't give them away back in the day. Nobody wanted to buy those cars. No offense to the vehicle or the manufacturer, they would admit that themselves. But the reality is, you know, it's not unusual for manufacturers, auto manufacturers to slash prices or offer up huge incentives, 0% interest, for example, uh, maybe some cash back to the consumer, maybe even some uh, incentives to the dealer to, to help inspire greater sales of those slow moving vehicles. But this is different. This is a vehicle that is sold for full sticker since its inception. This is the equivalent of Apple slashing their prices 20% on an iPhone 15 years later after they have famously had people stand in line year after year to replace a phone that didn't need to get replaced with a new phone that had a slightly better camera, slightly more memory, slightly faster processor for a lot more money in some cases. This is different. This is Tesla who just one year ago, and let's talk about what a difference a year makes. This is Tesla, who one year ago had a wait on nearly every model. You wanted to buy a Model X, you were waiting about a year. Same thing for a Model 3, right? So now, all of a sudden, one year later, they go from having this long wait to get the model that you want, the vehicle you want, to slashing prices, up to 20%. And this is going to have ramifications, in my opinion. This is infuriating and will continue to infuriate people that bought Teslas in the recent past. In fact, if you look up online, there's already a ton of articles and reviews, people who have stated, listen, I'm never going to buy a Tesla ever again. You know, just in December, they were prodding me over and over and over again to buy a vehicle. Hey, we just got one in. We're going to let you have one sooner than we expected. And then three weeks later, that same vehicle cost $10,000 or $15,000 less. What does that do to resale value? Well, let's talk about that. There's others online. You could look them up who have listed their vehicles. One gentleman had listed their Tesla, his Tesla Model 3, uh, for I think it was $53,000. Ended up slashing it to 39000 Still can't sell it and says that he will probably have to slash it to 30000 to make that vehicle go away. Now, this is interesting to me personally because I was speaking to some incredibly sophisticated, intelligent data scientists in the area of used cars just one year ago at NADA in Vegas. And one of the things they cited is interesting is that of all the model segments that were out there, the one that was holding its value better than any other of all things was small cars. Now this was interesting because pre-pandemic, 
most manufacturers were actually abandoning small cars. They weren't going to make them anymore. Small cars had the greatest depreciation out there in the marketplace. Didn't seem like anybody wanted them anymore. Everybody wanted a crossover, even a small crossover, a small SUV in favor of a small car. They loved the utility. They loved the all-wheel drive or the four-wheel drive. But here's the thing, guys. One of the conversations I had at NADA Las Vegas with this data scientist was they were citing how remarkable the performance of the Model 3 was. You see, from 2019, its original price, MSRP, to just one year ago today, it had retained a remarkable 97% of its original MSRP value. 97%. It only lost 3% depreciation. That same Model 3 can't make that claim in the last two weeks. It's lost 3% in a matter of a few weeks. So what a difference a year makes. And what's the impact been on Tesla? Well, significant, to say the least. One year ago, they had a market cap of $1.2 trillion. $1.2 trillion. That's now down to approximately $385 million. So think about that. Wrap your brain around that for a minute. For those of you keeping score at home, that's an over $800 million drop in valuation in just one year's time. And the company's profitable. So why is that? Well, because most people, they say the vast majority of people that invest, invest based on outlook and trends. And when you consider both the outlook and the trend for Tesla right now, it doesn't look very good. Let's start with the fact that if you're going to slash your prices, you know, 12, 14, 15, up to 20%, that's going to cut into your margins. They've been famous for having incredible margins, 17% profit margin on a vehicle. When you compare that to other OEMs that are entering into the EV market, that might only have a 1%, 3%, 5% profit margin. It's astounding. 17%. I promise you that margin is no longer 17%. In fact, it's far from it. So while they still probably have room to drop in case they need to, if the market continues to slow down, which it will, write it down, I said it, they still have room. Each time they do reduce that price, it has implications. It has implications on the resale value of used Teslas. It has implications on the broader used car market. It has implications on the value perception people have when they go to buy a Tesla. If you know that it just got slashed by 15% or 20% and then it got slashed again, how excited are you going to be to line up to buy a Tesla a month after that, when they may slash them yet again. So how excited would you be? Not very, I would imagine. So what a difference a year makes from 1.2 trillion to 385 million. One year ago, they were a top 10 company in terms of valuation. They're not even in the top 10 anymore. One year ago, you had that multiple month wait to get a car. Today, they're saying everything's gotta go. Huge difference. And in addition to that, there's some other things that I think are interesting. I would love to hear people's feedback on this. Just as an example, 
Ford just raised the price on their F-150 Lightning, I believe, for the third time in a year. At the same time, Tesla slashing prices. Now, will Tesla slashing prices have an impact ultimately on Ford, GM, Hyundai, and others? I think it's quite possible. But I think it speaks to the fact that Ford has a very significant audience for their F-150. And unlike where Tesla is right now, one year later, one year later, Ford still has significant pent-up demand that Tesla does not have any longer. And that's interesting. You know, just about a month ago, by the way, 37% of likely US EV buyers, check this out, 37% of likely EV buyers surveyed by J.D. Power said they would consider buying a Ford. 39% said they'd buy a Tesla. And 44% said a Chevrolet, making General Motors the most considered brand in the EV market. Isn't that interesting? 44% compared to Tesla at 39 and Ford right at their heels at 37 Things indeed have changed considerably in just one year's time. They're also losing steam in China, and that's important on a number of levels. China, while not the U.S. market, is a massive market, one of the largest markets for, for automobiles in the world, uh, and likely to become the number one market sometime in the, in the near future, obviously. Well, they've dropped from a 13% market share there to an 8% market share in simply uh, one year, okay? Or actually two years. So losing market share in China, losing market share in the U.S. from 79 to 65, slashing their prices, reducing their profit margins, all of this doesn't bode well from an outlook and trending perspective. And if you think about this, it could be a bit of a self-fulfilled prophecy. Why? Well, if indeed most investors do base their decisions on trending and outlook uh, variables, this does not bode well for Tesla from an investment perspective. And I think their stock is likely to drop before things get better. Now, trust me. All is not lost. Not all hope is not lost. This company is going to be okay. No doubt about it. But let's face facts. Their models, which were once uh, by far, I mean, so far ahead of their time, now all of a sudden are starting to look old, are starting to look aged a bit, right? The Tesla S hasn't had a significant uh, reskin in years. It looks pretty much the same as it did when it was originally introduced. The X has had a minor reskin uh, for 2022, but it still looks pretty much the same. Same thing for the three. Also, in the Chinese market, they have very high standards when it comes to what they consider luxury. And you hear this oftentimes in the U.S. market as well. Is Tesla really a luxury vehicle? Well, by virtue, I would say of their price point, there's no question. They're in the same realm as, as uh, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, and others, Porsche, and others. Performance-wise, same thing. But when you look at the interior, does it feel the luck? Do you feel that same level of luxury that you feel in a BMW or Mercedes? 
without any question, I could tell you no, not even close. In the Chinese market, that's a big, big deal. And it is said that is caused one of the significant causes for the decline. The second one is price. There are other vehicles that may on some levels not be at the same uh, uh, you know, baseline, let's say, of Tesla, but they cost thousands less. Does that matter in a year when we're entering a recession? We don't know how long the recession will be, how big the recession is going to be. But do people care more today about paying less for something than they did one year ago? Has that also changed in the last 12 months? I would say unequivocally, the answer is yes. With higher interest rates, more economic uncertainty, we still have 6.5% inflation and, and a rise in layoffs in the tech sector and even in the automotive sector. Ford and GM have announced layoffs, for example, recently. Does that matter? I would say so. And I think it's playing a huge part, a huge role, I should say, in why Hyundai and Ford and Chevrolet are starting to gather some significant steam. Chevrolet is due to come out very shortly with an EV that's in the thirty dollars to $35,000 price range. Is that going to continue to make a dent in the market share for Tesla? No question. You know, it's projected that Tesla's market share will be less than 30% just a few years from today. Why is that? Well, it was just a handful of years ago that we didn't even have 15, 20 different options in the EV market. This year, we will have, I believe, close to 70, 65 or 70. And in just a few short years, 2025, what's that, two years from now? We're supposed to have somewhere in the neighborhood of 160 plus different models. And that's going to be super interesting because we're going to find out soon enough, is there really a, this massive level of demand for EVs or are we going to find out that we're tapped out on what the true demand of EVs are and there's going to end up starting to be some real reduction in Tesla's market share as these other models uh, become available. I think that what we're likely to find is a couple of things. I think that barring Tesla coming up with something big, and keep in mind their Cybertruck, which is being, you know, has been promised now for a few years, there are people that are bailing off their Cybertruck uh, deposits and they're moving over to Rivian, who actually has beaten Tesla to the pickup truck market. And while Rivian is certainly not setting the world on fire in terms of production, I believe they sold fewer or produced fewer than 25,000 uh, vehicles last year. You can bet that number is going to continue to grow. And so as it continues to grow, is it going to erode further those deposits that Tesla's had on their Cybertruck? Or is Tesla suddenly going to make a comeback have that Cybertruck show up in the next year, 18 months, 24 months, and provide some type of a boost by adding their fifth model. That remains to be seen. But I think what's most interesting here, and the reason I wanted to bring this up, is that there, it is remarkable what a difference 12 months makes. And it has made a massive difference in Tesla. It's made a difference in terms of their valuation, it's made a difference in terms of their status. 
It's made a difference in terms of the confidence level their buyers had. It's made a difference in terms of the satisfaction level their current customers have, either because they just bought one for way more money or they're one of those folks that are having issues with service and still having difficulty getting a service appointment in a reasonable period of time. But the bottom line is this. Is it possible? And there's a great article by the Wall Street Journal that came out just today or yesterday. And they asked this question. They posed this question. Has Tesla now proven that they quite possibly are just a car company? They're just another car company and not the great tech disruptor they were viewed as just one year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Is it possible? And if that's the case, is it quite possible that they will continue to be able to continue to have to deal with the same challenges that any other manufacturer or any car dealer across the country is facing? I think the answer simply is yes. I think they've gotten to the point to where, in, in, listen, you can't, you can't say on one hand, hey, we're the number one luxury brand auto manufacturer out there. We're the best auto manufacturer, leading global manufacturer in EV automotive. And at the same time say, we're not an auto manufacturer like every other. Whether you like it or not, it seems like one year later, most people would probably draw the conclusion that I have. That all things being equal, Tesla is officially another auto manufacturer and quite possibly not a whole lot more than that. And as a result, it's going to be very important, very interesting to see how Elon responds. And oh, by the way, as he continues to have another job out here with Twitter. If you consider this, I believe just in the last 12 months or less, he has sold $39 billion of stock, right? $39 billion to finance his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter. It remains to be seen whether that was going to turn out to be a great move or not. But we don't have to ponder whether it's had an impact on Tesla. There's no question. From an investor perspective, from a market perspective, from a valuation perspective, it seems very clear that it has. And so it's going to be interesting to see at what point does Elon start to listen and maybe decides to find somebody to run Twitter the way it needs to be run so that he could put his focus back on Tesla and bring it back to its glory days of just one year ago. Thanks so much for listening. Would love to hear your feedback as always. Make sure you please take the time to hopefully share this if you found it interesting. Subscribe, download, I'll take it all, and review. Please share a review, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I'll take it. But I would love to hear your thoughts as always. I think it's a fascinating topic. 
And I think it's a great way to kick off this two-part series on what a difference a year makes. Make sure to stay tuned because next week I'm going to have part two of what a difference a year makes. And this time focused 100% on what a difference a year makes from the perspective of a retail automotive dealership. And what can you, what should you, what must you do in order to make 2023 not just sustainably successful, but hopefully your best year ever. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. Thank you.